me some Paddy's Day. Get a Guinness down your neck. We do not advocate drinking, Queen. What? Oh, oh, I mean, only if you're old enough and drink responsibly as well. Welcome to the aptly numbered episode 13 of Powerful Nonsense. Entitled, Why Your Luck Doesn't Rely on a Four-Leaf Clover. Because it's St. Paddy's Day, so we thought we'd go with a Irish theme. So, sat to my right, the non-Irish, half-Turkish, Jet Mildes. Hello, everybody. Hello. You're going to introduce I will. Again, my name is Wayne Ingram, actor. That's not my last name. That's just, <laughs> that's my occupation. Anyway, so today we are talking about luck, um, the mindsets of luck. Does luck exist? Does luck exist? Indeed. Does it exist or is it just a figment of our imagination? We'll be discussing that and more. But first, let us dive in with a quote. As always, Jem, take it away. So this first quote is by Tony Robbins, the life coach, and he says that the meeting of preparation with opportunity wait, the meeting of preparation with opportunity generates the offspring we call luck. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, so the best place to start, I think, is people's perspective, worldview. Not worldview, perspective. We'll just go with perspective of of luck, and and what that is. Um, so obviously, people will say in life, "Oh, he just got lucky," or "I'm just not a lucky person," or whatever. Um, do you want to expand on that, Jim? Yeah, basically, I think there's two categories of people. Like you said, there, you've got the people who believe that some people are lucky. They've just, it just like whether it's money or opportunities just fall into their laps and then there's the other people who say actually luck doesn't exist I create my own luck Mm -hmm. I go out there and put myself in these situations in which luck can occur Mm -hmm. and so yeah I definitely think it falls into those two camps and obviously I think us two believe that you we I believe myself that you can create your own luck I don't know about you if Mm -hmm. that's what you fall into are you more the uh, superstition kind of guy um I kind of fall into a middle ground okay Um, I think we are Because uh, I don't think you can argue freak things do happen. Mm -hmm. They're out of your control. Um, And so, uh, and there are things, particularly where nature and just probability comes into play. Um, That whole being in the right place at the right time sort of thing does exist. You do have to be in the right place at the right time. But you can also attempt at least to ensure that you're in the right place at the right time how many times for example have you seen an invitation to a party okay career aside just an invitation to a party you're single or whatever right and you go do you know what I can't be asked to go to that party and you don't go but what if you did go to that party and you met the love of your life if you went to every party that you got invited to you're much more likely probability wise to meet the love of your life. True. It's simple maths. Um, but on the flip side, you could go to all these parties and not meet the love of your life. It's no guarantee because it may not happen. But you have much more... If you take ownership of that situation, 
you're much more likely to actually get some level of results. But we were also talking about if, that, if we're going to talk about sort of going to a party, it depends on how you're turning up to that party. If you're going to the party anyway, out of just, oh, I'll, I'll go along, but then you're also in your head, you think, well, I'll go to so many parties, but I always meet annoying people. I get stuck in the kitchen chatting to the boring people and I never get that, that girl that I see at the party. And so if you go in there to the party, although you've taken that opportunity and you've set yourself up to be in the situation if you go there with that sort of negative outlook like I'm not lucky I never meet anybody at parties and everyone else goes home with someone but that's not me mm-hmm. then again you might even put yourself in the opportunity but you might not even actually see the possibility yeah d- yeah definitely and I think you were talking about earlier how that really relates to um that um Darren, ba- Darren Brown um, documentary mm-hmm. if you could uh, tell us a little bit about that yeah so it's a documentary I think it's called The Secret of Luck um I believe it is on 4OD, um, so check it out if you haven't seen it. For UK, for UK people. For UK people. Because I think 4OD, is that restricted in Quite states? Possibly. Probably. Um, it'll be available online somewhere. Yeah, you'll be able to find it. Um, and it's an hour-long special where basically um, Darren Brown went to a village, or yeah, I think it was a village, or a small town, and uh, he there was a statue of a dog in a park, Um it was just a statue of a dog. That was it. And he created, in a matter of weeks, this legend about this dog, that it was a lucky dog. And if you gave it gave it a pat on the head or something, um, it'd bring, bring you good fortune. And so people started to hear rumours about this, and it became kind of local folklore within a matter of weeks. Oh, yeah, that dog, if you give it a pat on the head, it'll bring you good fortune. Because people were giving it a pat on the head and getting... And good things were happening. But good things were happening because they were expecting good things to happen. Um, they, I patted the dog on the head, so bring bring the good fortune sort of thing. Um, and then there was also a guy called Wayne, who was, <laughs> I think he was a butcher. And his brother, to him, was a lucky guy. Like, oh, my brother, has got, he's got so much good luck. Has so much, I'm just an unlucky guy. I think he's, he's taken all my luck. And taking it for himself, because I just, I'm just a really unlucky guy. And uh, one exact, Darren Brown then kind of latched onto this guy, and he was kind of giving him opportunities to have good luck. Um, I think the first one he tried was a um, survey. Well, it wasn't even a survey. It was, um, it was like a quiz in the in the street, one with a clipboard. Um, and she said, "Oh, if you." get all the answers right on this quiz, we'll give you 20 quid. Yeah. And uh, he went, no, no, not he interested. Didn't want not to interested. Do it, did he? But the quiz was about uh, meat joints. Um, so obviously it was his level of expertise. He would have won that 20 quid if he was any good at his job. Um, but he didn't even, um, didn't even investigate so far as to know that that was what the quiz was about. Then there was... Um, I think there were leaflet drops that they did where he'd it was a winning stra- scratch scratch card. Yeah, uh, where he would have won a big plasma TV. They'd put a winning scratch card in there. Uh, I think win- they even put money. Would they put money on the floor? Like yeah, he just walked past like well, a yeah. twenty pound note or something. And he was just completely ignoring all these opportunities to the point that then they got a van. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they got a van, and on the side of the van painted Wayne, call us on this number. And he stood and watched the van go by, and his reaction was, is that meant for me? And that was it. Um, And then Darren Brown 
I mean, it was very, 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 very touching. Uh, Darren Brown then approached him and actually said, look, I've been presenting you with all these opportunities for good luck and um, you haven't taken them. So is is it because you're an unlucky guy or is it because you're just your perspective is so blinkered that you you aren't taking the opportunities to have good luck? Um, and I won't tell you how the how how the documentary ends because I I was I was in tears at the end of it, genuine tears of like oh, <laughs> such a happy ending. Um, but yeah, so give it a watch. It's on 4OD. Definitely worth checking out because um, it really does kind of give a very good perspective on on the look issue um but yeah what what do you think of of that i think it really applies to a lot of a lot of things really because like you say it all comes down to that perspective and if you're somebody that constantly been telling yourself your whole life that i'm not lucky or you're surrounded by other people who are doing things and who are getting the things you want and then you just kind of then again it goes back to our when we were talking about the comparison trap if you're mm-hmm. always comparing yourself to people who you think are getting things just out of luck then obviously you're going to start to see yourself as an unlucky person and if you keep telling yourself that then what you're doing you're sort of externalizing the possibility Mm -hmm. to create your own luck Mm -hmm. and so I think it goes back to that sort of if if you don't think you're lucky you're you're going to totally not go out of your way to do anything that'll put you in those positions yeah so the guy was walking past money like he it was so like his whole world he's like an extreme view Mm -hmm. he was totally cut off from this whole thought of being lucky Mm -hmm. and I think I was saying earlier how it really relates to um, um, my sister she always it's funny because whenever she's really tight on money or she's got no money she's like it's so weird because I'll just like I'll be I'll be totally skinned my bank's empty and then I'll just walk down the street and then I end up finding like a tenner or 20 quid and then and it kind of relates back to that it's like is that because now you're really focusing on the thing you really want mm-hmm. that suddenly you're becoming hyper aware to all these sort of these things whether that's money mm-hmm. whether that's opportunities to meet people mm-hmm. i mean you're saying about acting you don't know if you walk into a cafe and then there's amazing director there but you're so blinkered that you're just going into the cafe to get your coffee that you forget to you forget to sort of knock into him and then say oh hi i didn't realize that's uh, and they have a conversation yeah. that maybe open something up well there was a scenario um it was a couple of years ago and i think i tweeted about it <laughs> it was really bizarre that I, I basically I was sat on the train back from a tour that we'd been doing and a a girl sat next to me and she had a BBC uh, Though lanyard ID thing. card yeah. thing uh, which had BBC on the strap around her neck and I was like interesting interesting and then um I was just kind of minding my own business and I just looked over and she was doing what was clearly uh, an exercise that actors do when they get a text, like a, a script and going through it and getting all the character details and all of the details of the character, which we had been taught. And I was like, she's an actor. I sat there like, she, she is, she's definitely, she's got to be an actor. She's got to be an actor. So then I went on Twitter and I tweeted, there's clearly an actor sat next to me on the train do I speak to them or not mm-hmm. because I as, as much as I'm an outgoing person I do not do well with strangers mm-hmm. I, I just there's part of me that's like mm, I get very uncomfortable speaking to strangers if somebody goes oh by the way Wayne this is so and so then I'm like yeah hi how are you doing so what do you do blah 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 and I'll just chat to them for ages and probably freak them out a little bit because I get very kind of like so Excitable. tell me about yourself <laughs> um 
I don't mean to alarm you, but this podcast is probably going out to a few strangers. Well, that's all right, because then they can approach me, and it's fine. And <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I didn't. I just didn't speak to her because of some sort of obviously some mental block where I'm going. Yeah, but what if they think this, and what if they think that, or maybe they won't want to talk to me. And yet, if I'd spoken to them, I God knows what could have happened. Nothing could have come of it. It could have just been like just another actor. Or I could now be doing Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what that's what I think we were talking about as well. Like the fact that a lot of luck comes down to this sort of assertiveness and really knowing what you want. Like if you knew in that situation that, or you told yourself enough that this person has the opportunity to move me to where mm. the thing I want, mm-hmm. I think then it wouldn't become a question of your personal preference. It wouldn't be you saying this is a personal dig and it's sort yeah. of losing that sort of. Um, that sort of fear of your own ego being hurt. But yeah. if you had said, well, these are my goals and I'm only doing this as a way to possibly further my career, mm-hmm. then you don't, then if she says to you, if you aren't, if you speak to her and she was like, excuse me, I'm on a train. Could you not interrupt me? Yeah. Then you're not going to feel personally hurt. Cause it just means, okay, that was an opportunity. You took the opportunity to possibly further your career, yeah. but it's not a dig at you. It's no. just a, her opinion or oh, that's her. Yeah. But there's a lot of times where, and I think especially a lot of people want to help other people, mm-hmm. especially when you look up to somebody else because they kind of like everyone loves to play that sort of teacher role yeah. and so if, if you're if you're like a fanboy coming up to someone and you're asking them about themselves they want to tell you they want to help you because they're going to go away feeling good as well mm-hmm. and I think a lot of us do sort of fear that and they, I would say I've had the same thing there's yeah. opportunities I've been in everybody has those fears mm-hmm. but they're the kind of things that block that sort of you creating your own luck yeah definitely and I was, I was going to say it definitely is one of those situations where you know, I could have spoken to them and they could have, I mean, presumably not because they're an actor, but they could have had the contacts to absolutely launch my career, um, which many people would say, oh, well, he was just lucky that he was sat next to her on a train and just lucky that they spoke and, you know, lucky that she happened to be doing that project, um, which he then got a part in and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's not luck. It's just an opportunity was presented. So you either take it or you don't. If you don't take the opportunity, you're not going to get the benefits from that. If you do take the opportunity, if there are benefits to be had, then you'll take them. And, you know, and I think that that's that's part of, of the problem with luck, lucky people versus unlucky people is lucky people take the opportunities. And they take them again and again and again and again and again. And if it's an opportunity, it means it's going to have some positive impact on some level. And so they're just going to get luckier and luckier. So what do you think actually causes that fear then? Because obviously you're saying in your, in your circumstances, it was kind of that fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. But then it comes down to like, there's loads of situations that people are starting businesses. They, they know the person they kind of want to email mm-hmm. or they know who probably know who has already done what they want to do and they would love to get that support. Yeah. Why do you think people really kind of, I don't know, hold themselves back from that luck out of a sort of fear? I think it comes down to um, uh, the mindset, and I think it's scarcity or abundance mindset. So the scarcity mindset is, I don't have what is needed in that situation or in life or whatever. We can apply it to small or or big scale. Uh, Abundance is, I have everything that I need in this situation or for my life so how can I use that to further myself um, and I think that's the issue um, or, or that's at the core of it so with the train example what was 
I mean, I can't remember, it was a couple of years ago now, but I imagine that what was going through my head was, well, why would they want to talk to me? They clearly were, are working at the BBC. I've just come doing a profit share stage tour, which with a company that's not very well known, it's my own company that I've set up, um, whereas they're working for the BBC, they're m- clearly a much... Uh, well, they have much more renown in the industry than I do, so why would they want to talk to me? What benefit am I going to bring to them talking to me? They're probably just going to want to get on with their work. Whereas in the abundance mindset would be, well, you're just another actor. Um, you you know, if, if there's anything that you've got more than me, it's probably experience and contacts. Um, but I have all I need in this situation. All I need to do in this situation is introduce myself to you. Because I, ha- I have what I need, so by introducing myself to you, I'm not necessarily gaining anything, and I'm not losing anything, because I've got what I need. And I think that's, it's it's the scarcity mindset, and the kind of, yeah, but what if I don't have what, I, what is needed in this situation, or I can't provide something in this scenario? I think that's a big problem. So I think a lot of the time we sort of really overestimate what somebody else or this opportunity is so whether that's um i'm going to start a business they we totally overestimate how how difficult it is obviously there's difficulties starting a business but we expand it and then we when it comes to ourselves we tend to really under sort of sell it and say well i'm not good enough i'm really so it makes this huge gap between and i think like that's what we wanted to talk about is is this fact that it's called the impact bias in psychology and that's Mm -hmm. where you kind of you kind of greatly overestimate the intensity of the sort of emotion reactions between you getting what you want mm-hmm. and yourself. Yeah. And I think that is something that a lot of people, especially if you want to become a lucky person mm-hmm. or have these opportunities show themselves, you really need to learn to overcome that. Yeah. And, I, and that's why I think um, going back to the Darren Brown is why, um, if anything, this whole superstition, this rubbing a dog's head, this like our podcast episode the four leaf clover all these are really are sort of mechanisms to sort of give yourself permission to shorten the gap Mm -hmm. and i think that's all it really is it's kind of you saying if you Mm externalize the that that sort of lucky charm shortens that gap and then it takes away the fear because it's it's out of your control it's not you now and maybe it's sort of depersonalizing Mm -hmm. it and so maybe so if I said, oh, if I rub that dog's head, like if you said, if someone told you, um, it's funny because, you know, I've, I actually did, at, when I was at university, I did a whole essay on horoscopes and why they're so effective. Mm-hmm. And I mean, per se, before you got onto that, as you were sitting on that train, you read your horoscope just because you're flicking through the free papers mm-hmm. and it said, you are um, somebody is going to walk into your life who's going to send your career in a whole new direction. Make sure you make contact with and them then, today. And then a girl with a BBC... Uh, ID card sits next to me and is an actor. Suddenly, your heart's going to be racing. You're going to think, "Wait a minute, this, this is, is totally at this. Everything's falling into place mm-hmm. exactly externally. This surreal world has come to you, and this external being has said to you, but really, there's a hundred other people who read that paper this morning. And they're not getting it, but at that moment, mm-hmm. it gave you permission because it said, "This isn't about me. This is something bigger. There's there's, yeah. there's this spirit world, or there's something out there that's yeah." yeah. And and I, I like you. I do believe that there's like things walk into your life at the right times when you need them. And yeah, that's why people like these superstitions because you kind of create that. You can mm-hmm. quickly create that sort mm-hmm. of illusion which allows you to take that step. Yeah. But your day could have been totally different if that was the case. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's a, it goes back to the whole, um, we kind of mystify 
opportunity and we mystify achievement in that, you know, when people say anything that's worth having is hard to get. Yes, it's true. And you do have to work hard, but that's the thing. You have to work hard. It's not this thing that just comes to you by divine intervention, um, unless that's what you choose to believe. Um, It's something that you, again, an opportunity is presented. You either take it or you don't. Cause and effect, reaction, action, reaction, um, and and yeah, I just uh, as you said, like if you're patting the dog on the head or rubbing the dog's head or whatever, and you're basically saying, "Give me good fortune," which is essentially you saying, "Present me with opportunities," and then because you've done that, you're basically you're looking, you're waiting for the opportunity to appear. You're sort of hyper aware yeah. of those opportunities. You're going, Where, where's my luck? Where's my luck? Where's my? There's my luck. Oh, girl with the BBC ID badge. I'll talk to you, as opposed to waiting for something to happen and just kind of like, well, I'm not a lucky person, so nothing's going to... Oh, there's a girl with the BBC ID badge. Isn't she lucky working for the BBC? Which <laughs> yeah, actually, she, I she's went, a lucky person. Yeah, she which got... actually, I think, went through my head going, oh, going yeah. to work for the BBC. Oh, you're an actor working for... Oh, that's yeah. so not fair. You're yeah. only a couple years older than me, clearly. It's funny because... Um, I think my mum is actually reading that book, The Secret, at the moment. Mm-hmm. And she's um, sort of set up this jar. And I think every day she's putting in these little... You put in, I think, once a day, something you want. Mm-hmm. And again, you're putting in this jar. Someone's told you this sort of mystical, put it in the jar and it will come to fruition in some way. But actually, a lot of this, all it's doing is it's just it's putting in your awareness. And people mm-hmm. say when you focus on something, that's all you need to do. Like, I mean, they have all the... I've read so many books on this sort of millionaire mindsets and, and everyone talks about this positive psychology mm-hmm. where you constantly you're saying to yourself what you want and it's like some people believe that actually well it depends i'm sure there's two different categories some people believe that you're tricking yourself mm-hmm. into becoming this rich wealthy person others which i probably fall more into are thinking that all you're doing is you're focusing on stuff you're focusing on the things that you want mm-hmm. and you're regularly reminding yourself mm-hmm. It's a bit like religion in a way. You kind of keep reading the Bible and slowly these morals and values of life become who you are. Mm-hmm. And so if you create that sort of mystical element and you do it to yourself, is it is it not the fact that all we're doing is we're just focusing on the things that we want and then suddenly they expand? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like that thing where, where you hear a new word and you're like, what does that word mean? And then somebody tells you, and then suddenly that word is on every post you see on the <laughs> London Underground. That's so it true. Const- people are constantly texting you using that word, and it's all on the TV shows. People are using it, and you're like, I didn't even know this word existed two days ago, and now it's everywhere. And I think it's it's exactly the same phenomenon. You just kind of, again, you're opening yourself up to the possibility of of something happening and it is that thing if you're going like you said with the um one of the episodes we did um last week um about the radio and the the radio station mentioning babies and your friend going yeah that's totally right and you're like i'd what i didn't even hear anything about that and it is it's it's this thing and actually i kind of want to touch on um self-fulfilling prophecies a little bit actually i think it's quite quite a like nice linking and i'm gonna throw a star wars quote oh okay i think it might be um <laughs> and it's in episode one and all the quote is i won't give you the background but the, the quote itself is brilliant your focus determines your reality 
um, which I think is so true. And it's it's with like self fulfilling prophecies. If you're saying to yourself, "I'm not going to succeed at this. I'm going to fail," or um, you know, "I don't I don't want to get ill. I really don't want to get ill right now. I can't. I just can't afford to get ill." You're going to get ill because you're working so hard to try and not be ill that you're going to make yourself ill. In this, and it's kind of this fear fantasy thing. Like, uh, for example, with past relationships for me, um, things have been going great, so, so good. And then I've got to the point where I'm going, well, it can't be good forever. It's got to go wrong some point. And then I start creating this fear fantasy where things are going wrong in my head and like this isn't right something's gonna go wrong oh shit oh they're being funny with me why are they being funny with me oh well i'll just send them a message make them feel better oh they've not replied to that message why have they not replied to that message they really are being funny with me and then suddenly i'm trying to overcompensate for the fact that i think that that they're being off and then in the end because i'm overcompensating for that they just start getting funny with me because they're like okay now you're acting a little bit weird and i'm like no but things I'm just trying to make sure everything's alright yeah everything's fine and then you just push them further and further away and then in the end the whole relationship breaks down because you you were scared that it was going to go wrong and you've made it go wrong it's, it's like when we were getting this uh, podcast up and running today we were <laughs> laughing about it. it was like oh, it's the 13th episode oh, uh, like nothing will go wrong and suddenly we had a lot of sound issues and we was like this can't be like <laughs> have we like taken the mic that we thought we, we were joking about something going wrong on this episode because it's the 13th and mm-hmm. suddenly we had sound issues and we might have had sound issues anyway but then yeah. we started saying to ourselves oh actually maybe it's because it's the 13th episode and because we said that it, it you know it's we're going to prove it wrong and prove yeah. that it's going to go perfectly well and that 13 is just a superstition and yeah but then as you say we probably would have had those technical issues regardless i mean we had a sound technical issue on a previous episode it wasn't episode 13 and it could happen anytime but because we kind of focused on the look and focused on that side of things we kind of mystified it and it was like it's your fault you've jinxed it i was saying that to yeah. you like you completely <laughs> jinxed it you said that it would it would go smoothly and now it's gone wrong it's your fault and that sort of thing so what sort of i mean if people are saying we're saying okay you you create your own luck you kind of you focus it's what you focus on that really um, sort of creates this sort of opportunities for you I mean what sort of things can people do What, like how can you go about creating your own luck or putting yourself into situations or I mean even trying to change that way of thinking because if you're somebody who is safe sort of very fatalistic has these sort of creates these fantasies of fear in their head I mean it's really hard to come out of that and yeah um I kind of want to, and I know I do this all the time, so I do apologise, but it, it, it's my life. Um, <laughs> I'm going to kind of look at, uh, use auditions as an example. Because with auditions, you are on your way there, you've done all the preparation in the world, you're like, yes, I am going to nail this. Like, this is going to be the best audition I've ever done, I've done all the work I could possibly do. I know, I'm trying to learn it more and learn it more in depth, my brain's just not letting me because I know it so well. I'm, I'm going to nail it. You turn up, you sign in, you're like, yep, yeah, I'm here for my audition. <laughs> like, and you want them to go, yep, yeah, just go straight through, they're ready for you. But what happens is they go, yep, yeah, just wait there. They'll be with you, but they're a little bit behind schedule, so you might be a half hour, but just take a seat and they'll be with you. And you're like, okay, cool. You sit there and you're like, yeah, I'm iron, ready. Iron up the competition. Yeah, then you start ironing up the competition and then you start going, I don't look like any of these. Why don't I look like these guys? They wanted somebody, they were clear on what they, and I don't, maybe they've got the wrong person. Maybe I'm not supposed to be here. Maybe they have made a mistake. <laughs> and then you go in and then and then you get the one guy 
who comes out, and I had this at my last audition. Guy comes up to me. He stood over me, and he goes, uh, "You here for the audition?" I'm like, "Yeah, I am. Yeah." And then he sit, sits next to me, and then the next phrase that came out of his mouth, <laughs> right? I kid you not. He went, "I was filming a short film yesterday." I'm like, "Why do I need to know? Like, why are you telling me this?" Obviously, trying to psych me out because, yeah, yeah. and that happens a lot. It's bizarre. Um, kind of, yeah I was working on this film and we went out partying last night with the cast and crew and it was great and I'm like I don't even know what your name is and you're telling me this why, why? And I then, don't even know if I'm in the right place at yeah, the moment and then I'm going, and then I'm going well I wasn't filming yesterday I mean he's obviously clearly a knob but he was filming and he's a knob and I'm not a knob I don't think I'm a knob am I a knob <laughs> why is this knob filming and I'm not filming you must be less than a knob. Yeah, and yeah, I'm I'm, I'm less value than a knob. <laughs> and then and then the the ten minutes passes and fifteen minutes passes, twenty minutes passes, and you're like, start you, breaking yourself yeah, down. Yeah, and you start you're really nervous. You're like, have I prepared enough? What if this guy that's a knob has prepared it and he's better than me? <sighs> I mean, what the hell? How am I going to deal with that? Like, and then you're that suddenly you're doubting yourself constantly, 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 constantly. And by the time you're called in, you're a nervous wreck. <laughs> you're like, okay, yeah. okay. But I always try and be in the situation where by the time I go into the room, once I get into the room, I say to myself just beforehand, you have called me in after I've said I'm interested in doing this part, this role. You've called me in, so you want me here. You want me to be good. So therefore, I'm going to prove to you that I am good enough for you. Mm-hmm. And the difference in actors that because I mean this last audition we actually acted and auditioned alongside each other and you can tell the difference between the people that it's not arrogance but you just kind of go yep I know I have the ability and then people that are in there trying to prove that they have the ability and the people that try to prove they have the ability are the ones that have clearly got the insecurities going no 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 no. i don't think i'm good enough for this and then they overcompensate kind of with the self-fulfilling prophecy they overcompensate and they just present rubbish and the directors know and okay yes sometimes it's it's down to nerves and other things but it's just that mindset if you go in going yes i am good enough for this you've called me and you want me here and I think it applies to other things as well. Okay, you are going to have setbacks and you are going to have moments where you're like, okay, I don't feel entirely comfortable in this situation. But quite often, that's where you've got to break through. You've got to break through that that kind of, that fear of whatever that fear is. And, and you're going to get resistance. It's, it's guaranteed. Once you break through that, that's when the magic really starts to happen. I think mm-hmm. I think that it's, it's like um, it goes back to anything it can apply to anything as you say that sort of scenario everyone's feared doing something for the first time and then once they've done it it's like when you do go for an interview and if you get the job and now you're in the office you're like I was the, the, the week before I was so scared walking into this office and now I'm just strutting around mm-hmm. and it's even like um, I like to always compare it to sort of weight training like you pick up that really heavy weight that you, you're afraid of at first and when you get there and you do it that's it. You've set that limit. You've you've done that weight now, and so yeah. that weight no longer becomes a fear of yours. Whereas I, I know a lot. I mean, this might be going slightly off topic, but a lot of the time is if you get to that point. So that person who goes to the acting to um, the audition, who goes there feeling like was all nervous, really sort of thinking it's going to go wrong, and it goes wrong, 
again, that has a negative effect and that person is going to find it really difficult now to get over the next audition. And so it kind of works against you. If you, if you pick up a weight and you fail at it, again, that's going to stay with you for a while. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be careful of that also. So you've always, like you say, keep telling yourself that you've got to tell yourself that you're worthy of that situation. Mm -hmm. You were worthy. They wanted you to be there Mm -hmm. and you've got years behind you of all this training that has led up to this. You have to really have that self-belief in yourself. Yeah. And I know it's difficult. I know everyone says, and yeah. everybody's going to feel fear. You're always going to, sometimes you need to feel that fear because that's the point which is going to ignite you and kind of get you fired up for that audition. Yeah, definitely. They might pull a, I don't know, a different sort of level of acting out of you maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's start to wrap this up a little bit then because mm-hmm. we've we've kind of gone around the houses with it a lot. And I think good points Let's break it down into some action steps for everyone. Um, so we were saying that probably the best place to start is really with your mindset. Because the whole luck thing is entirely about mindset. That That is... Your, it's not you're lucky or you're unlucky. It's you what take you opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so just train yourself to have that abundance mindset. Like with the auditions, for example, you're going in going, you want me here. I clearly have what you want. Now I just have to prove that it's good enough for you. And that actually, well, it's not even prove that it's good enough for you, but it's actually, I have what you want. Now I have to make you realize that I'm the best person for the job. So I have, I have the skills you need. Now I need to apply that to what you what you want. I think sometimes as well, like you've got to stop sort of thinking it's all in their hands. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to believe that you're going to bring a lot of value to them. Like you've got to think, well, I'm here because I am the best person in the world for this role, and you need to want me. Like sometimes by flipping the situation and mm-hmm. knowing your self worth, then you're going to walk in there and you're going to be like, you're lucky I'm here. Yeah. Like this is an opportunity for you. Yeah just as much as it is for me yeah and there's and i'm gonna go slightly off topic and i know these action steps are meant to be quick but um, <laughs> there's a guy i can't remember his name who did uh pitch anything i think he wrote a book pitch anything and his whole i may have mentioned it i think you mentioned before, this before yeah and he'd, he'd go into pitch for uh, two investors and he'd go in and he'd say right this is my idea um, I know we've we've assigned like an hour to this, but I've I've really got to go in like half an hour. So I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll pitch my idea. I'll give five minutes, just general overview. Uh, if you're still interested, then stay. Um, and if you are interested, I just want you to ask some questions. But if you're not going to ask me any questions, I don't want you here. So you can leave. Um, as, and that's how he'll pitch, and he'll be he completely puts himself in the driver's seat. He's the one going. Give me your money. And you go, you watch Dragon's Den, and people go in and go, in, uh, so um, c- can you please give me money? And he's going, okay, I want your money. This is good enough. And if you're actually not interested in what I have to present, I don't want you here. So get out. Exactly. That's a whole flip of mindset. Yeah. Suddenly he's going, you're lucky to be in this room with me presenting this brilliant idea, which nobody else has come up with, which is why I'm presenting it to you. So if you don't want to take this opportunity, to invest if this is your opportunity this, this is, is your my, luck yeah i'm creating your luck <laughs> exactly exactly i'm coming in with my bbc id badge and sitting next to you on the train now if you either either talk to me and take that opportunity or go sit somewhere else and that's that's the difference mm-hmm. that's that's completely the difference um so just get yourself into that mind frame of i'm presenting the luck to other people i'm presenting the opportunity i've got something to offer not what can you do for me is what can I do for you 
that's the that's the difference and i think you can also to do that is um when you go to these opportunities or when you've got when you're thinking about starting a business or anything like that just just regularly write down the benefits that someone else is going to get out of you being there and i know people say, oh, i haven't got any benefits but really go like nail down into it. and when you keep sort of doing these sort of practices where you write down the opportunities for the other person or what what skills you can really add to something then slowly this just becomes a natural process and yep. you start being your own corner man and you start mm-hmm. bigging yourself up naturally yep. and then you're going to build this confidence it's just going to be there and you're just going to attract people mm-hmm. yeah definitely and that, that actually leads on quite ne- nicely into the next action step which is really document your progress so if an opportunity presents itself write it down did you take the opportunity how did you pr- approach the opportunity did you approach it in a positive way did you approach it in a negative way did it work did it not work why didn't it work L- what should i try next time they say to to actors again i always keep bringing it up. i'm so sorry it's what you know but um they will say if track keep a diary of your auditions if you have an audition write down who was there what the audition was for what you were wearing how you presented yourself in the room the character idea that you put forward and and then keep track of how many callbacks you get or how many job offers you get and and um you know you can do it with anything so if you go to a networking networking event how many business cards did i go in with how many business cards did i leave with so how many business cards therefore have i distributed and then how many of those people get in contact with me or do i follow them up yeah Yeah. and how many yeah and how many business cards were given to me and how many have i followed up and then how many have then replied to my follow-up and now that's a contact i've got and measure that sort of stuff and you'll most likely see that the more you do things like that the more of correlation of of luck in inverted commas that you will have so track everything that you do and then and and kind of see and then you can work to improve things from there and improve create your own luck and and then the final thing is really just to understand that you are completely in control luck is not unless you choose to believe it is not divine intervention it's not the universe working in mysterious ways it's not your horoscope it's because you have chosen to take an opportunity that has been presented to you or not chosen to take an opportunity and sometimes it's it's good to not take an opportunity because sometimes it could take you down a path that you don't want to go down and that's fine but understand that it's you that's that's making those choices and not somebody making those choices for you and yeah and i i I hate to be someone who sort of um peas on the parade as they say in terms of like superstition and stuff because sometimes as i say they're good things for people if someone believes that a horoscope or going to a medium or something like that is going to give them the permission to do the things that they want to do anyway that's why i sometimes think maybe like with um, mediums and stuff like that if, are they doing a bad thing if it's all hokey pokey mm-hmm. yeah. when really all they're doing is sort of relieving someone's grief or whether they're giving someone the um it's just giving them that permission to go and do what they want to do at the end yeah. of the day. But like you say, it always goes back to you are in the driving mm-hmm. seat. This is up to you. You're the one that's got to make the action. You're the one who's the energy that's going to put it into anything you do. Yeah, definitely. And, and I, I agree with you. If, if having superstitions or having these sorts of beliefs really does help you get through life, which for many people it does, if, if it does for you, then that's fine. Um, but do not wait for luck to come to you do not wait for the good things to happen because chances are they won't come if you actively go out there and try and make good things happen good things will most likely happen and i think i think that's that's the way you have to look at luck um cool so let's close it with a a quote to sum it all up jim so our end quote is by branch ricky 
and he says luck is the residue of design which is exactly basically what we've been talking about yeah (laughs) (laughs) sums it up quite nicely um so we don't have any recommended reading as such um from this episode but we do have uh, a little bit of further viewing slash listening um there's first of all the darren brown documentary the secret of luck um which is on 4od for those in the uk um and there's also um michael hyatt's podcast in general which is this is your life which looks at productivity and leadership and that sort of thing and um one thing that i was actually listening to recently which he and he does kind of touch a little bit on abundance and um scarcity mentality is how to create more margin in your crazy busy life Uh, he does touch on it a little bit and i think he refers to some other episodes and blog posts that he's he's he's, uh put together but that's a, a good starting point i think um, so yeah, so if there's anything that you do want us to discuss, as always, do just send us an email. You can email me at wayne at powerfulnonsense.com. Or gem at cem at powerfulnonsense.com. Do you want to repeat that? Gem at powerfulnonsense.com, spelt C-E-M. <laughs> <laughs> there was lots of ats in there. Wasn't you? <laughs> um, and yes, also if you have any feedback on the show or if you, you know have your opinions on luck please do send them through. It'd be great to hear from you. Um, also, you can contact us on Twitter. We're constantly plugged into the old social media networks. Uh, so you can tweet me at Wayne underscore Ingram or Jem. You can tweet me at C-K-Y-I-L-D-I-Z. And Jem, you've asked me to keep you accountable. So, yes. on air, how's the book going? The book is nearly done. I'm just sort of formatting it at the moment. I've got one more person who's going to quickly just go over and give it a quick copy edit but it will be available and you can sign up to my newsletter now which means you'll be the first person to uh, download it when it's up and it's called status go and it's the 10 unlearnings for the digital economy and i believe the deadline that we've agreed is the end of this week correct and, and i will going? keep i will keep to that okay good <laughs> if, I, if, I, if i'm lucky enough <laughs> I like what you did there. <laughs> and as always as well, if you like what you're hearing, um, then please do post a review on iTunes. It really, really does help support the show and, you know, boost the profile of the show, which in turn helps us keep producing it at the level that we do and improving it as well. Um, so please, 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 please make us feel lucky and post a nice review. Um, yeah. I think that's all. I think it is. So um, stay lucky. Drink your Guinness. Create your own luck or do whatever you need to do. (laughs) You're in control. (laughs) Find your pot of gold. Ta-ra. See you later.